break your leg, break the dog and break your leg, break them, break your leg, break the dog. Now I mean bop, 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 bop. Alright, so this is your first video of uh, the sports meta option uh, for year 12 PDHPE. So we're going to look at our first dot point today being ways to classify sports injuries. So the things that I talk about in this video and the little notes that I jot down, you should add to your class notes, um, which have already been provided. So let's do it. All right, so our first um, injury classifications that we're gonna go through here are direct and indirect injuries, okay? So direct injuries are caused from an external blow, okay? Or contact from an object, a person, you know, a piece of equipment, etc. all right? It could even be a person running into something, all right? The most um, obvious way of thinking of a direct injury is that the injury is at the site of contact, all right? Um, and my example here is a contusion, which is a bruise, which you'll learn about in your next video, um, on the leg from being hit by a ball, a cricket ball, it doesn't matter what it is, all right? If you get some, if you hold a cricket bat and you hit someone in the face with it, I don't advise you all to do that, but that would be a direct injury to the face, okay? Um, so we could say contusion or, you know, um, you know, a fracture in the skull from being struck by a cricket bat to the head. Indirect, indirect injuries, unlike direct injuries, are injuries that occur away from our contact site, all right? And they can also be due to um, overuse, which I'll touch on later, uh, or inadequate physical preparation, such as warming up. Common example, e.g., hamstring strain occurs when sprinting, all right? I'm sure you've all, you know, pulled a muscle, so to speak. Um, those things are what we call indirect injuries. Another example of an indirect injury, if we go back to my getting hit in the face with a cricket bat, if you get hit in the face with a cricket bat, Obviously, you've got a direct injury to your face. You then fall over, and as you're falling down, you land on your wrist on the ground, okay? And then you dislocate your shoulder because you've fallen awkwardly after being struck in the head. The site of contact with the ground is your hand, and the site of contact with the bat is your head, but you've dislocated your shoulder, so that dislocation would be classed as an indirect injury as well. Okay, so our next two classifications are our soft tissue injuries and our hard tissue injuries. So soft tissue injuries involve any damage or any injuries that happen to the soft tissues of the body. Um, and the soft tissues of the body are muscles, skin, and our connective tissues, such as ligaments and tendons. An example, um, and there's a, there is a whole video dedicated to soft tissue injuries, which is your next one. Um, an example of this would be a laceration, which is another word for cut. Okay, of the skin from a javelin. Okay, so let's say someone threw a javelin. I was recording it out in the field and I stepped out of the way, but then the wind blew and it just grazed my arm and in grazing it, it sliced open my arm. That would be a laceration and it's a soft tissue injury because it has only damaged my skin and possibly my muscle. A hard tissue injury, direct opposite, damage to bone. Example, fractured arm. Very simple concepts here. All right, so our last one here is our overuse injury. So overuse injuries, um, excessive and repetitive forces are placed on the bones and connective tissues. Remember, connective tissues are our ligaments and tendons, all right, without adequate recovery, okay? So you know when you exercise, um, especially when you exercise intensely, um, there are small microscopic um, changes and, and damage that actually occurs to your muscles, bones, and 
connective tissues. And then generally with adequate recovery and proper nutrition, the body will heal, it will heal itself generally stronger, and that's how you end up making progress over time. Overuse injuries occur when you create that damage, and then before you allow it to heal, you then place it against, um, again under intense stress. So then the damage gets a little bit worse and a little bit worse and a little bit worse, and over time you develop these problems. Um, so that's accumulated damage leading to inflammation of the area, pain in the area when you use it, tenderness when you touch it, etc. Okay, so this mainly does occur from poorly planned training regimes without appropriate rest and recovery. So a well-defined training program will have rest and recovery days baked in, plus even recovery weeks um, baked into the plan as well over over a period of time, and if training programs don't allow for adequate rest or they don't mix up the activities in between days so you're doing the same thing over and over again so that's what i'm talking about repetitive forces here you're going to develop an overuse injury it happens to everybody it happened to me i had both i had really bad tendonitis in both of my knees um, because i was basically not allowing my lower body to rest enough in between uh, gym sessions for squatting and the instant that i basically cut back my squatting to twice a week, uh, all my tendonitis basically went away. So that's a good thing. The other reason that you may have an overuse injury is from poor equipment and poor technique. So if you use bad technique when you're doing stuff, okay, obviously you're putting more stress on connective tissue than what needs to be. So that's more likely to develop an overuse injury over time. And the other thing is poor equipment. So if equipment is designed to assist an athlete um, and to support them in their activity and their movement, Badly made equipment or equipment that's faulty, once again, the same as technique, may put extra stress which shouldn't be there when you're doing movements and therefore make you get an overuse injury. And then I've just got some common examples of overuse injuries here, such as shin splints, um, tendonitis in any place of your body, and an example of tendonitis would be tennis elbow. So they are our ways to classify sports injuries. Now there's one more thing that I need to show you before we wrap this up. So this is your syllabus, uh, which I have talked to you all about in class before, but I'm going to remind you again, this is the lifeblood of your success in HSC. When you get to your HSC tests, um, any assessments we do throughout the year and your final exam, you will be required to A, when you read the question, identify the dot points that go with that question, and then B, that question will be based around stuff on within the right-hand column. So if you look at ways to classify sports injuries, if you get a question in the HSC or any of your assessment tasks related to classifying sports injuries, you need to remember the dot points, direct and indirect, soft and hard, and overuse. That's the first point of port of call for you to get good marks. After that, the HSC questions and your assessments can only ask these things. There's only one thing listed here for um, ways to classify sports injuries that says, Identify specific examples of injuries that reflect each of the classifications. So we've got direct and indirect, we've got hard and soft and overuse. Surely by now you can see that there are combinations of these things. We are going to do an activity in class on the different combinations, but I'll give you a couple of examples here. So when I said before that a person was struck in the head with a cricket bat and they suffered a fractured skull, all right? First of all, we know that that is a direct injury, okay? And it's involved the hard tissues of the body, so it's a hard 
injury. It would also be soft because I'm assuming the skin on the outside is not going to be affected, but generally if it's a fracture from a force, we class it as a harder tissue injury because that's the worst, worst type thing. Uh, let's think of another one. If I am riding the Tour de France, which is what it's meant to be on in these holidays, if I'm riding in the Tour de France and I come off my bike and I get gravel rash all up the side of my leg and on my butt, that is a soft tissue injury of the skin and it's direct because the injury is on the part of the body that may contact with the floor or with the ground. If I am a long jumper and I'm running down the runway to make my jump and all of a sudden I twinge my groin, okay? So the contact points with the ground are my feet. Nothing has touched my groin. So that is automatically an indirect injury. And the groin, which you should know, is your hip adductor, okay? Because it, when it gets shortened and tightened, it adds your leg to the middle line of your body. So that is an indirect and soft tissue injury. And then let's say I get, you know, just for Pete's sake of using all of the things, I get tennis elbow, okay? Because I play lots of tennis, I don't get adequate rest and recovery. That is an overuse injury, okay? And because it's affecting a ligament, um, actually no, it would be affecting a tendon, sorry about that. That would be a soft tissue injury and overuse. So in the HSC uh, and your assessments issue, you'll be asked questions on being able to categorize injuries. And that is how you do it. Thanks, bye.